attack. Any problem? Any challenge? Anything against us? Our lives, our families, our careers, our countries, our helpers, our anything. Let them be bound. I bind them now. I destroy them now. But the blood of Jesus, but the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus, 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 Holy Ghost, 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 I command them to the abyss. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Wow, to those who were praying. Congratulations. But this was not, uh, this is the intense prayer, like the one that we do in the morning. It's not the one that we do in the evening. The one that we do in the evening, we did it in the morning. In the morning, morning service, we had a prayer for at least two hours. Then this one is the one that we do on Saturday morning. Then we swap them. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And uh, that's why we were talking about the subject of being a praying like a soldier. Having a prayer life like a what? Like a soldier. Not just a soldier an alert soldier, an ever-ready soldier, a soldier where they will just pour the water, say, wake up, it is time for war, and it's ready, ever ready to go to war. Then that's why now we're saying that children of God, we must be ever ready. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We need to be what? Ever ready. Ever ready. 
Anyway, tonight is a glorious night. Yes, you were praying. It was so nice. We could have prayed the, the way that we pray every night, every intense prayer. The way it was, 30 minutes is nothing. We could just do it. We could have just do it again. But we, we wanted to, to separate the two to show that um, they are different. And wow, we must be ever ready for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway, tonight, you know, in the mid midday service, the one for jobs, it was so powerful. If we did not manage to attend that service, the one where we're praying for jobs, we are advising you get that audio, listen that audio. Because let me tell you this. There are, you know, there are many blessings of the child of God that are in the word. These blessings are in the word. They belong to us. Then unless you hear that word, unless you study that word, unless you get it and you believe it, you never experience that blessing or experience what he talks about. Then that means the secret of experiencing and getting certain things from the word. Sometimes you must you you should you should hear it, you should study it. As the Bible says that in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse number number 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And as the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's there are certain things that if you don't know, you will never be able to lay claims of them. But the more you get certain revelation. When you know certain revelation, it sets you free. It sets you free. You are able to claim certain things that belongs to you. That's why we are doing this exercise of going through the word of God. Because us, we know that the word of God is full of blessings. The Bible is full of blessings. But there are certain blessings and certain things you can't lay claim of and you can't possess unless they've been revealed to you. Unless you have got them from the word of God. Then we study the word of God to mine out our blessings, to search for our treasures. In the word of God is treasure, it's rich. The word of God is full of healing, it's full of blessing, it's full of many, many, many things. But you, you may find that there is a certain child of God who is, who is actually suffering certain things that according to Christ, Christ has paid Christ has given them. But if that person doesn't know, he will suffer like those who are in the world. Just be, Not because Jesus Christ has not paid for certain things. Not because Jesus Christ has not, certain things don't belong to them. But just because they don't know. That's what one day, I'm sure in one of the, the word of God that we were listening to this week, it says that, you know, in the according to the word, what you do not know will surely hurt you, uh, uh, which is in the word. Yeah. And the Bible says, My people perish because of what? Of lack of knowledge. The Bible doesn't say that because God has not done it. No, the, Bible, the Bible doesn't say that because of lack of God's power. No. The Bible says, My people perish because of lack of knowledge. Then, in order for you not to perish, and in order for you to, to get certain blessings, what you need to do, you need to have certain revelation. 
And that is the revelation that is in the word of God. That is the revelation which is in the word of God. Then that's why I say that hey, this afternoon the, we got certain revelation that I do not know about. I do not know that revelation. I don't know before prayer the, that word of God. I do not know it. But when we were studying that word, I was like, what? Hey! I was like, oh, my life will never be the same. I remember, I remember when I was, I was still a baby Christian. So we still begin to commit to the Lord many years ago. I'm sitting with my friend. My friend, I'm sitting with my friend. We are still listening to the certain tape many years ago. More than 10 years ago. And we get the revelation about God said that we're going to get 100 times of everything. Oh, we were so excited when we got that revelation. I remember when we were going to the mountain to pray now, but back in the days, with my friend, who was so excited. I was like, this is what God has laid for us. This is what God has laid for us. Oh, bala basunta. Then the same revelation, the diff, then what we got this afternoon. What we have mined out this afternoon. Hey, if you can get that revelation, you can be a dangerous Christian in that sphere of life. Uh, you can be a more than a conqueror because of that revelation in that sphere of life because it's not talking about everything it's talking about that thing what it was talking about during the day anyway I want us to go to the word of God like you know like I said imagine we, we the way we have prayed this since morning tonight the atmosphere is charged the power of the Holy Spirit the atmosphere is charged. This atmosphere is so charged. That's why I say that if you are where you are, you have got a document. Just, just take them out. Take, just take them out, those documents. You have got your prayer book. Just take it out. You have got a photo of somebody you want to touch. Just take it out. Anything that you want God to anoint wherever you are, take it out. Let the glory shine. Touch it. The way atmosphere is charged, I'm telling you, before the end of next week, we shall testify. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying, but I, I'm not just speaking. I'm saying before the end of next week, we must what? By fire, by force, we must testify. Let me tell you this. When the power of God is available, we don't do things by struggle. Even when we just say simple way, without even screaming, this is going to happen. When the, the grace is available. That's why we're praying. It is another way to mine anointing, to mine the power of God when you are waiting upon the, world, the, the, the Lord. That if we have waited, we have been mining his presence. I can feel the, pres the, the place where you are. If you are where you are connected to this, I'm saying that where you are, the place is charged. No matter what, the place is charged. Hallelujah. And that place is not charged for nothing. It's charged to heal. It's charged to bless. It's charged to protect. It's charged that God will do what no man can ever do in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Say fire, yeah, 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 Just to say, you know, in the service, in the service like this, we used to call it a Holy Ghost night. We used to call it a night of intense prayer. Like even though we have done vice versa, but the place is remain church. Uh, it used to be a wonderful night. Anyway, let us go straight to the word of God. Matthew 26, verse number 41. The Bible says that, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Um, in the morning, in the morning after that intense prayer that we had this morning, we talked about the certain principle, you know, even after the service, I replayed that sermon, listening to it myself. I was so blessed. I was so blessed. The way, you know, the word of God is just wonderful. This, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. Amen. The Amen. word of God is so glorious. After, imagine, after getting the first message in the morning, after service, I'm playing the, the record myself and I'm enjoying the word. I'm learning again. Anyway. The Bible said that Jesus said to his disciples, watch and pray so that you may not fall into temptation. And they said that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There were certain things that Jesus Christ said, which we highlighted in the morning. I want us to go to those points that we, we highlighted in the, in the morning from the book of Matthew 26 from verse number 36. The Bible said that, Jesus went to his disciples to a place called Gethsemane and said to them, Sit here while I go there and pray. This is what the Bible said. In all the disciples said, Sit here. But when we go down, the Bible says, verse number 37, He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. I want us to underline these words, these words that we are talking about. To the first group of the disciples, say that, Sit here while I go over there and pray. To the second group of the disciples, which were top three, Jesus said that to them, Stay here, keep watch with me. Stay here, keep watch with me. But he's saying that and he's not clear. He wants them to catch him in spirit. What he's talking about. But what he's talking about, what he wanted them to do, we find it in the book of Matthew 26, verse number 41. Where he said that, watch and pray so that you may not fall into temptation. Actually, for 41 to make sense, we must read 40. The Bible said that when then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping and said, Could you keep, couldn't you keep watch with me for an hour? He asked Peter. Listen to me. Jesus said that sit here after this, keep watch and go. Keep watch with me and go. When he come back, he said, he found them. Ah, ah, I was not saying that just keep watch. See, don't just sit around. I was not saying that just sit around. I was not just saying keep watch. I was saying pray. 
This is what he's trying to say to his. I was saying, pray. Why are you not praying, Peter? That's what he was trying to say. Peter, I was saying, hey, watch here. Hey, sit there. But the Bible says that what he meant, he was saying that this is what he was talking about. He's saying that, um, verse number 40. He returned to his disciples and find them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for an hour? Can't you just pray for one hour? One hour, I go there to pray. You see, Jesus is sensing something, what is about to happen. And he come back. He found them sleeping already. He found them sleeping. Can't you sense what is happening in the spirit? Can't you sense what is about to happen? Because this time, he is sensing what is about to happen a few hours later. He is sensing what is about to happen in the next day that really, the Bible says he was sorrowful to the point of death. He could sense it. But this thing needs prayer. We have to do this, this, this kind of prayer. Like what we are talking about in the morning. It's not a scheduled prayer. It's not a routine prayer. This is an emergency prayer. It's an emergency prayer. On the emergency prayer, sometimes even in the time of which is not of the service, you will just see a pastor's life is praying. Pastor wants us to pray. Uh-uh. But you must not say, ah, it's not the time for the service. No! But it's not the time for the service. Hey, it's a signal that God is giving you. There is something coming. There is something that we need to do. We need to make fire. We need to do an emergency prayer. Because there is something happening in the spirit. There is certain matter that needs to be reported in a, to God. There is something that might be coming. Then now, emergency. Emergency. Hey, hey, for emergency, we need to pray. Emergency. Then this was emergency prayer. That's the reason why they could not get what the Lord was saying. That's why the, he is calling them, but they are tired. They are tired. They can't even pray. They can't even wait. They go there and they begin to sleep. Just watch and pray. I can sense something. That's why he said that in verse number 41. Watch and pray so that you may not fall into temptation. He's saying that the thing that I sense, the thing that I see, this, is, this look like a temptation. But for you to overcome it, you must pray. For you to overcome what is about to come, we need to pray. This is what Jesus Christ is saying to his disciples. This is what Jesus Christ is saying to his, to his disciples. They need to pray, but it's, it, it's emergency. Emergency, let me tell you, what we call an emergency, most of the time it is not planned. Then sometimes as a child of God, you must be prepared. Sometimes you just find that out of the blue, three o'clock, it's not even the time to pray. But we are alive, we want us to pray. We're about to pray. Sometimes you just declare a fasting. This fasting, this fasting is not a fasting that was scheduled. You know that we do fasting maybe 10 days at the beginning of the month. But all of a sudden, hey, there's a fasting. You don't go like, ah... I just bought my KFC. You put the KFC aside. It's 
emergency. There are urgent matters that need to be dealt with. The Bible tells us and shows us that indeed there was something that was about to happen that night. And there was something that was about to happen the following day. That night after that prayer, he was arrested. That night, that night, the following day after that prayer, he died. To show that it was, the master was not just saying, let us pray. There was really, you know, let me tell you this. In the physical, there was no sign. In the physical, there was no sign which could say that indeed tonight, that night there was something that was about to happen. In the physical, there was nothing. Everything was still well. There was nothing that showed that Jesus Christ was going to die tomorrow. But in the spirit, because he is a man of the spirit, he lives in the spirit, he could sense it. He is alive spiritually. And he could, he could be able to have a signal of what is about to happen. Child of God, we must be spiritually alive. We must be spiritually sensitive. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. If you live in this life, this life spiritually, you live life full of, full of power, full of prayer. I'm telling you, God will warn you when many things have to happen. Nothing will catch you by surprise. And as a child of God, nothing must catch you by surprise. You must, you must be able to be sensitive. That God must be able to send you certain messages. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. God must be able to, to send you a message like Jesus. Jesus got a message that there is a arrest which is coming. And there is a death tomorrow. Pray. And indeed he did what? He prayed. But the disciple, the signal that Jesus is getting, they can't get. Even though he's trying to be so clear. Please pray. They can't pray. They can't pray. That's how bad it was in the life of the disciples that time. They could not get spiritual. Even though spiritual warnings, whether it's coming by way, they cannot get the warnings. When the master is arrested, they are surprised. You will hear very soon. When the master is getting arrested, they are surprised. They are running around. Another one is taking a sweat. I'm not talking about you're about to fight physical war. He took the ear and put it back of the one that they cut for the soldier. Everyone ran around, ran away because by the time of prayer they were sleeping. The following day, the day, the most important day, they can't stand even temptation. So they can't stand temptation. Peter denied Jesus three times. They can't stand temptation when the master gets crucified. They are not there. They, they, instead of them witnessing the death of them, they are not there. They are not prepared spiritually. There are certain things that if you, 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 have, you have to be part of, you, you must be, be there by prayer. You must have foundations of prayer. There are certain things and certain events. I'm not. I'm. I'm talking about. There are certain things that you can only get them by prayer. That's why we have to watch and what and pray. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm saying, children of God, 
We ought to live in the spirit and don't take holiday in the spirit. Let me tell you this. Living in the spirit takes work. It's an effort. It does not take it, but it's worth it. Even the days that we are living in, they require us to live in the spirit. We, no matter what, the devil wants you to live in flesh. The devil wants you to live out of prayer, out of the presence of God. But we ought to fight. To make sure that we live in the spirit, we live in power. So I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Because these days are looking for people who are living in the spirit, not in the physical. This season is just that. Hallelujah. Say fire, yeah, 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 yeah. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. In the name of Jesus. Say, Oh Holy Ghost. Help me to live in spirit. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Children of God, I'm saying that in this season that we are in, we ought to be spiritual people uh, more than ever. We ought to be spiritual. We have to live, we have to hide ourselves in the spiritual realm. Not in the physical realm. Yes, people may think that you are physical, but you must be living in the spiritual. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. This is the season which we are in. That's why I'm saying to us, you know, Nowadays, I'm saying that, hey, I need, I, I need to teach everyone to pray. I want everybody to be a prayer warrior. I want, because you don't need a prayer. Prayer won't help you to live in the spirit. But you, being able to pray and exercise these things, you will be able to live where? In the spirit. Amen. Then I want Amen. us to be living there, hiding ourselves in the spirit. We need to hide there. That when the enemy is looking for you left, right, and center, he just finds that you are living in the blood of Jesus. You are living in the fire of the Holy Spirit. The enemy must find that you are untouchable. The enemy must find that you are undestructible and you are undestroyable because you are living where? In the Spirit. And part of it... Prayer is part of it. Spending our time in the presence of God, doing the things of God, that is the part of it so that we may hide. I want to say this talking to the future. I'm talking to the future. I'm going to say it the way it's as it is. Let us go to the book of Isaiah. I think it's one of my favorite verses. Chapter 60, 
Verse number two, the Bible says that see the darkness covers the earth and the thick darkness over the people. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Let me tell you, child of God, if we maintain our position to live in the spirit, living in the spirit, living in power, hiding ourselves in the spirit, the Lord is going to rise upon us. And his glory will appear over us. But it's not going to be so in the world. In the world, it's not going to be so. In the world, the Bible says, see, the darkness is covering the earth. Then the, the darkness in the last days, in these days, which we are in the last days, the darkness is going to cover the earth. But not for us. For us, the Lord is going to be rising upon us. For us, if we live in the presence of God, if we live in the glory of God, if we live this life that we'll be living in the spirit, the glory of the Lord will be appearing over us. You are about to become the light of the world. When the whole world will be full of darkness, you are about to be the light of the light of what? Over earth. That's what the Bible says that in verse number 3 of Isaiah chapter 16. The nation will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your day. When it is also God's strategy of God's salvation in the end times. So that if you live in his presence, you live in his glory, you live in spirit, there will be darkness unto the earth so that the, the nations, people can come to what? To our light. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, oh Holy Ghost. Oh Holy Ghost. Help us to live in spirit. Help us to live in his presence. Help us to live in his presence. Help us to live in power. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And if we do this thing, the Bible says that in all these things, we are more than the conqueror through him who loved us. Hallelujah. What the world will be suffering from, we will not be suffering from it. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. When others will be counting the calamities in the world, you will be counting victories in this season in the name of Jesus Christ. This is when we have maintained our spiritual activities. When others are crying about sickness, you will be coming healthier and healthier in the name of Jesus Christ. When others will be losing jobs, you will be choosing jobs in the name of Jesus Christ. No weapon fashioned against us shall prosper in Jesus' name. 
Oh, hey, this word that you are receiving in this anointing is doing something in your body, is doing something in your finances, is doing something in your family, is doing something in your career, is doing something in our country in the name of Jesus. Can you get this one? Can we go to the book of Psalms 91? Psalms 91, Psalm 91. Oh, Parabason Talabahaya. Hey! Say fire, yeah, 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 10,000 at the right hand, at your right hand, but it will not come near you. It will not come near us. Hallelujah. I say we are immune to viruses in Jesus' name. No virus will touch you. No virus will touch our family members in Jesus' name. And I say we will not die before our time in Jesus' name. As we are still talking about this, let us go to the book of Psalm 23. The Bible says that this is David. He said that the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. In these days... When others will be talking about famine here, famine there, I'm saying that we shall lack nothing in Jesus' name. We will have abundant and above in Jesus' name. I decree in the name of Jesus that we are end time donors. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. And time what? Give us and donors. Instead of what, what will I eat? What will I wear? What? Hey, you will be going out to say, where are those who I need so that we can be a blessing to them? I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The Bible said that whatever we bind here on earth is bound in heaven in Jesus' name. If Jesus say yes, no Tokolosh can say no in Jesus' name. No problem can say no in Jesus' name. I want to show you something. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hmm. Verse number 6 of Isaiah chapter 6. The Bible said that the heads of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian, Ephraim, and all of Sheba. You know, by those days, camels were cars. In the end days, you shall never let cars. You shall have abundance of cars in Jesus' name. You shall have abundance of every good thing in Jesus' name. Even up to the level of becoming a blessing in the levels of curse in Jesus' name. 
You must not only give food, you must give even cars. You must give even houses. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The Bible said that for the, all things are possible with what? With God. I don't know. Believe God. Hey, I want you. You are thinking. My, the word of God is preparing your thinking. So that God can do it. Believe it and it shall be yours. Believe it and it what? It shall be yours in Jesus name. Because our God is a great God, our God is a big God, begin to plan to sit in the board of directors this time. Not that I'm looking for a job. Talking, talking about being what? Part of the board of directors. Think about it. With God, all things are what? Are possible. The Bible said, God said to Sarah, is anything too hard for me? Absolutely not. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Congratulations. Hallelujah. Then tonight, there may be someone who wants to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Wherever you are, let us say this prayer together. Let us say these words together. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. Protect me from today. Protect me from today. With your power. With your power. Of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. Say let there be progress. Progress. In my life. In my life. In my family. In my family. In my career. In my career. In our country. In our country. In our country. Let there be progress. Let there be progress. Let there be miracle job. Let there be miracle job. Say miracle job. Miracle job. Miracle permanent job. Miracle permanent job. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say everything is turning around for my good. Everything is turning around for my good. Say everything. Everything. Turn around. Turn around. For my good. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say every job I need. Every job I need. 
Every help I need. Every money I need. I command them to come. I command them to come. Every car I need. Every house I need. Every blessing I need. I command them to come. Say come. Say come. Say come. In my life, in my life, in my family, in my family, in my country, all over the world, all over the world. Let there be peace. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Congratulations. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got an emergency announcement. Amen. This is an emergency announcement. Don't even digest why and how, but it's going to go like this. Next week, from Monday to Friday, we are praying and we are fasting. You may wonder, what are we praying and fasting for? Let God's will in our life. We want to see God. Hallelujah. Amen. From Monday to Friday, the fasting will be starting uh, Sunday midnight. Uh, during the day, yes, you are fasting during the night. You can eat anything that you want to eat. But we are fasting the, from midnight every day until the evening after the service. During the day, you can drink. That is the emergency fasting. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Anyway... Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. Be with us all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say surely goodness and love. Surely goodness and love. Shall follow me. Shall follow me. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know, there was a certain lady just before the service in the in one of the groups. She said, Pastor, can you make a anointing water? You know, yes, in the past you made anointing water, many signs and wonders happened, many were healed, many are blessed. Nowadays, one of the greatest things that is passing the anointing water, just enter the service, that's all. Being in the presence of God is powerful more than the anointing water. Anointing water compared to being when the glory of God is in your house, in power like that, that's all. Just enter power, that's it. Enter power, you're not gonna be sick. Enter power, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be even attacked. Enter power, your house, your everything is blessed. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Simple. Amen. Eh? You want to bless your car? I don't even say, Pastor, pray for the car. Enter the service in that car and see what's gonna happen. That's it. Simple way. Listen to this one, this, this verse, this powerful verse, Exodus 23, verse number 25. Worship the Lord your God will be on your food and your water, and I will take the sicknesses away from among you. Just that simple. Every, he, God wants to bless, when he's in your house like that, he's blessing your food, your cupboard is blessed, food in the fridge is blessed, eh? you are, you, it's like you're eating anointing, anointed food, water in your house is blessed, your bed is blessed, your house is blessed, your, the soil in your house, in your yard is blessed, everything, your, your, the, your wardrobe is blessed. Then, then one is waiting, uh, will give a small, small portion of anointing in the body. No, no, God is gonna is coming in your house to bless your everything. Anything that enters your house is blessed. Your dog is blessed. Your cat is blessed. The grass that grow in your house is blessed. Amen. The, 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 the chair that you are attending the service in on is blessed. One day when you are not feeling well, touch it, explain thing that anointing to touch you. You will be healed and you realize, ah, my chair is anointed. You, the door frame of your house. If you want to see, one day you are not feeling well, touch it as expecting the anointing out of the door to touch you. You will, you will feel electricity, zaza, zaza, zaza. You are healed. It's annoying. You just need to expect it. You will realize. And mark my try it. If there's anybody you are not feeling well after the service, touch anything in your house, expecting the electricity there to touch you. You will tell me. Coming back with the testimony. Then I'm just saying, people. Those who are in the WhatsApp group, I'm sending. The, I don't know whether they will listen to this, but if you do, just enter these live services, and you'll be blessed and with your everything. No, anointing water is a small, small thing that we're doing back in the days. Nowadays, just enter the glory and let God bless you. That's it. I want to say to you tonight, may God bless you and have a blessed night in Jesus' name. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a blessed morning, day and afternoon and night. Amen. Bye bye. 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 bye.
Every curse. Every trap. Every evil way. Any attack. Any problem, any challenge, anything against us, our lives, our families, our careers, our countries, our anything, let them be bound. I bind them now. I destroy them now. I bend them to ashes. But the blood of Jesus, but the blood of Jesus, 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 blood of Jesus. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, I command them to the abbeys. Say, wonderful Holy Ghost. I worship you. I adore you. I love you so much. I surrender to you. Take over me. Lead me. Guide me. Protect me. Bring my blessings today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says that where two or three come together in my name, Jesus said that there I am in their midst. Also this afternoon, know that yes, Jesus Christ is here. The Holy Ghost is here. God Almighty is here. We are in the presence of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Then this afternoon we'll be going straight to the Word of God. 
Let us get ready to go through the word of God together this afternoon. We're going to go straight to the word of God this afternoon from the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 3 from verse number number 7. The Bible reads as follows. Arise, Lord, deliver me. My God, strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May the blessing, may your blessing be on your people. Chapter 4, verse number 1, the Bible even says that, Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me, give me, give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me. Hear, me. hear my prayer. Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin. When you are on your bed, set your heart and be silent. Offer sacrifices of righteousness and trust in the Lord. In peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone. Lord, make me dwell in safety. Okay, um... I wonder, we are going through this uh, book of Psalms now. We are in the book of Psalms chapter 3. Um, it's called Psalm of David. That means the book of Psalm was written by David. David. David uh, is King David. It's not just David. David is King David. He was a, one of the most glorious kings that Israel ever had. The Bible says that, you know, when, uh, when God, Israel came to God and said to Israel, um, to, 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 Israel came to Samuel, who was the leader of the time, Samuel, by his time, he was having two offices. He was a, he was a leader, like a, like a king, but he was not really a king. He was a prophet, he, and he was leading the nation of Israel as a prophet, as a man of God. Then as he was leading the, 
the nation of Israel, the Bible says that he led the nation of Israel faithfully. But the problem this time, they realized that see, this man of God is growing old. As he was growing old, they said to Samuel, Samuel, you are old and uh, when you are old, your sons are not like you. Your sons are not following God the way you were following God. Your sons are not walking with God as you were walking with God. And we can't let them be the king just because they are your son. And they said that to Samuel, Samuel, we are looking for the king. Like other nations, because by this time, Israel did not have a king. Israel... Had a, had a servant of God who was leading the nation Israel. But when they came to God, the men of God, they want to be like other nations. They want a king. And the Bible says that the men of God went to God and said that, okay, that your nation is looking for the king. And the Bible says that God, God chose the son of... Um, of Kish by the name of Saul. Saul was anointed to be a king. He became a king. As he became a king, but the Bible said that as he was a king, he was not doing what God wanted him to do. As he was not doing what God wanted him to do, the Bible said that it was, uh, for example, the Bible said that one day he was given an instruction by the man of God, Samuel, to say that they must go and deal with Amalekites. As he was supposed to deal with Amalekites, the Bible said that, yes, he went and, and, uh, and dealt with Amalekites. But as he dealt with Amalekites, it was not as, the, as per the instruction that the men of God have given him. In, the instruction was saying that he must kill everything. He must kill everything. He must not spare everyone, even their animal. But the Bible said that the King Saul, when he went there, he went, yes, and he killed, but he did not kill everyone. He let the king of, of, the, of Amalekites live. The king of Amalekites was Agag. And he let the fat animals live. He let the beautiful woman live. And the Bible says that the man of God, when he was coming to approach the king, he said that, oh, king, have you done everything that you want to do, God wanted you to do? He said, yes, I've done as per the word of God. And the man of God was not happy. He said that God have rejected you because you did not follow the word of God thoroughly. And God said that I have found a man after my own heart. When God says that I have found a man after my own heart, he was talking about David. That's when he went to the house of Jesse. As he arrived at the house of Jesse, he found this young boy. This young boy 
which um, after the encounter he was brought to him and he was anointed to be a king over to be that he's going to be a king even though after his anointing he did not become a king right away then he whistled went back to to be a shepherd of his father's flock when he was in his father's flock but something had changed in this young boy this young man was anointed of the holy spirit as he was anointed by the Spirit of God, he began to have an encounter with God. As he had an encounter with God, that's when we that's why we've got the book like Psalms. Psalm, some of the time is writing his songs, some of the time he's writing his prayers unto God. Then these were the results of the anointing that was in David that caused David to have a deep relationship with God, a deep fellowship with God. Then we are not just reading any book. We are reading the book which is written by a man after God's heart. Then when we are saying that we are, we are studying the book which is written by the man after God's heart, and when this man was after God's heart, having a deep relationship with God, he spoke in the inspiration of the Spirit of God. That's why the book of Psalm is also so special. Anyway, let us go to the book of Psalms, chapter 3, verse number 7. The Bible says that, Arise, O Lord, my God, strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. You know, I want to I tell you something about David. David, he did not become, even though he was anointed, but he did not become a king overnight. It took time for him to be a king, even though he was anointed to be a king. Part of him being a king, before he became a king, he was a soldier. Very, very powerful soldier. Very, very strong soldier. Then now, even when you hear that God, he said that, Arise! Oh Lord, deliver me. My God strikes all my enemies on the jaw. Break their teeth of the wicked. Uh, this is the prayer not of ordinary men. This is the prayer of a soldier. This is the prayer of a soldier who knew when he was talking about the enemies, he knew what the enemies were. David was the man who the Bible talks about Saul after when he was anointed. He, he looked for him up and down, not only Saul. Even he even inherited enemies of the Philistine. Then this is the prayer of a soldier who knows a physical enemy. But child of God, in our days, in our time, I want you to understand 
You may not be having a physical enemy. We don't expect us to have a physical enemy, but you may have a spiritual enemy as a child of God, as because you are born again, you are a child of God, you are a spiritual person. Most of the problems and the challenges and the enemies of the child of God, they are not physical, but they are spiritual. As they are not physical, they are spiritual. Then sometimes, yes, you have a spiritual enemy. Not you. Hey, we have got a spiritual enemy, not a physical enemy. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. As the children of God, we have got what? A spiritual enemy. Not what? Not a physical enemy. As we are still talking about enemy, let us just go through the book of 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. The Bible said that, Be alert and be of a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Then in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, we find that Peter described the enemy of the child of God. That one of your biggest enemy is not a human being. One of the biggest enemy of a child of God is your spiritual enemy, who is the devil. In David time, when he was talking an enemy, he was talking about a physical enemy. But you and me today, when we talk about enemy, we are talking about a spiritual enemy, who is the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When we talk about your enemy, we are not talking about your neighbor. We are not talking about your neighbor. We are not talking about your neighbor. Some people, they may have incurred enemies who have become their neighbor. We are not talking about your neighbor. When you find when your neighbor offend you, you must know that, yes, the enemy might have used a demon to enter your neighbor, to cause your neighbor to be against you, to cause your neighbor to fight against you. But you, as a child of God, you must be wise to know who is your enemy. Because your enemy, the devil, wants you to fight with people. Your enemy, the devil, wants you to, to have a dispute with people. He wants people to fight against each other. Then if you yeah. begin to incur the physical enemy as a child of God, know that you are losing a spiritual battle. If you are now begin to incur physical enemy and you say so and so who is a human being is your enemy, know that you are losing the battle. The enemy, you as a child of God, you are spiritual being, you are spiritual person, don't look at the physical, look at the spiritual. When you see a person, you must be able to see 
in the spirit that hey, this person is fighting against me because it is the spirit which is using them. Is the demon that is using them. It is not them. Then you must not go like, hey, now, 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 they have got a, you have got an enemy. And when you say that you have got an enemy, you end up saying that your neighbor is your enemy. And you end up saying, I'm not talking to, you are not talking to your enemy who is your neighbor. That is wrong. If you ought to fight the spiritual battle, identify that your real enemy is the devil. Then you don't fight your enemy who is the devil by, by saying that I don't talk to my enemy and by fighting a physical person. We don't fight that way. In the spirit, you don't fight that way. When we talk about a spiritual battles, the spiritual battle is fought on our knees. It's fought in prayer using a spiritual strategy, using revelation. Revelation will be giving you what we call um. Revelation will be giving you strategies and tools that you ought to use in spiritual warfare. Not quarreling with your neighbor. Not quarreling with your co-worker. You find yourself quarreling with your co-worker, not that you have lost a battle. You find yourself standing eh, on the fence, exchanging words, doing blow by blow with your neighbor, not that child of God, you have lost a battle. Spiritual battles, when you find yourself that you have reached a level where you are fighting physically and you find somebody, the time that you have hold somebody with their dresses, hold somebody with their jacket, hold somebody with their shirt, know that that is something wrong. You have not won the spiritual battle. The reason why you are fighting physically is because you have lost a spiritual battle. If you fight very well, you will have less problems in the physical. If you fight spiritually very well, I'm telling you, you will have less physical battle. But if you, the battle can, can escape spiritually, you may find yourself incurring a lot of physical enemies. Amen. Let me tell you this, child of God, most of the problems of the child of God must be dealt with in the spiritual realm. But if you find that what is supposed to be in the spiritual realm now is physical, it means that there is a problem in the spiritual realm. That's why what the enemy has projected to send to destroy you, you are now feeling it in your body. You are now, when you are now experiencing it in your pocket, when you are now experiencing it in your workplace, when you are now seeing it in your car, know that the, pre, the problem is that you were not able to stop what the enemy has projected, what the devil has projected in the spiritual realm. 
Then, child of God, that's why we ought to know and we ought to fight in the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Amen. Say fire. Say fire. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse number 4. The Bible says that. Oh, let us read from verse number 3 so that we can go down very well. For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as this world does. Number one. Number two, which is verse number four. The weapons we fight with are not the, the weapons of this world. In the contrary, they have divine power to demolish the strongholds. Let me tell you this. The Bible says that even though we are living in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. We do not, hey, you don't, you don't say that, you know, people of this world, they fight physically. But you as a child of God, when you are talking about your enemy, we are saying that your enemy is the devil. And how you fight, you use the weapons of warfare that have been revealed to you by the Holy Ghost by revelation. And you use those weapons to destroy the plans of the devil. To destroy what the enemy is planning against you. We're in the spiritual realm. That's why, let me tell you this. The prayer life of a child of God and the prayer time of a child of God is a warfare time. It's time to deal with the spiritual matters. It's the battleground. It is time to destroy the stronghold of the darkness. It is time to put the devil where he belongs. But when the, uh, the child of God have lost in the spirit, that's when he begins to fire fight on the physical because that when you realize what the enemy has planned in the spiritual realm, it is now manifesting in the physical. Not that the child of God has lost the battle. The child of God has lost the battle. But by the grace of God, we're not going to lose our battle. In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Amen. We're not gonna leave. We're not gonna lose our battle. We will destroy. We will destroy the devil, and we put him where he belongs. You know, when you put the devil where he belongs, sometimes uh, I wanna tell you that it begin to be even so hard for you to be sick. Because I wanna tell you this: every bad things come from the devil. I want you to get this: every bad things come from what? Come from the devil. Every good things come from just black and white. Simple. Don't complicate things. Every bad things come from the devil. Every good thing come from God. The Bible says that in the book of John chapter 10 verse number 10. Let us go there. The thief, you know, the another name of the devil which we call him an enemy. 
Another name he's called, we call him the thief. That's what Jesus Christ called him. That's what the Bible said that. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus said that the thief comes only to do what? To steal, to kill, to destroy. Talking about there's nothing good in the devil. Everything bad comes from the devil. Then if you begin to experience bad things in life, don't ever say it's God bringing the bad things in your life in principle. Hallelujah. Unless you had another revelation as Job. If you can tell us what is happening in heaven, that's another story. But in principle, Jesus said that every bad thing comes from the devil. And he said that in that portion, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Every good things come from God, come from Jesus Christ. And every bad thing come from the devil. Then when you see the bad things happening in your life, don't say that they are coming from heaven. Don't say they are coming from God. Every bad things come from the devil. That just is. Then when you begin to see what the devil has plans, what the demons have plans, what the witches have plans manifesting, know that you have lost spiritual battle. But we ought to do our part and live in the spirit and use the weapons of our warfare to destruct, to destroy, to cancel the plans of those who are filled of the of the demon to put the devil where he belongs hallelujah Amen. until we reach a level where you think that he doesn't exist you know once you have fought very well once you have done your part in the spirit you reach a level where you think that the devil does not exist because you find that, okay, the will of God is happening in your life. There is peace in your life. There is joy in your life. There is progress in your life. You are healthy in your life. God is beginning to bless you in every way. As God is blessing you in every way, you even wonder, is, is the devil there? Is the devil there? Is devil reality? But let me tell you this. When you reach to this level, it doesn't mean that he's not there and doesn't mean that he doesn't exist. It means that you are Oh, you are praying in the right way. You are doing, you are practicing these things in the right way. Some people, when they begin to see that everything is going well, they even think that the devil does not exist. And when they think when they de- that the devil doesn't exist, they begin to relax. They forgot that things were not well. Things became better because you were fighting in the spirit. Things became better because you were defeating in the spirit. You put the devil where he belongs. Then that the things are going well doesn't mean that you must relax. The things that are going well, it means that what you are doing well is working and is work. It works. Then continue to do what you are doing. Continue to do what you are doing, child of God, if there is peace in your house. Continue to do what you are doing if things are turning around for your good. Continue. Don't stop. 
Don't, they, don't allow the enemy to make you relax because that's, a, that's the biggest deception. When people think that things are going well, they say, ah, no, why do I need to pray anymore? Why do I need to fast anymore? Why do I need to give anymore? I think things are going well. Things are turning out. And, and the enemy, remember, most of the time, you know, there are things that when you are fighting in the spirit, yes, they can be killed. There are things which is called the tools of the kingdom of the devil. The tools of the kingdom of the devil, during warfare, they get killed. But there is no verse that says that the spirits can be killed. You can't kill a demon. You take, you misplace, you can take it, you can take its power. You can move it from one place to another. You can misplace it. But there is no verse that says that you can kill a demon. That means the devil which was causing problem in your life, in your family, in your career. It is not dead. We, we casted it out. We, we misplaced it. As we have misplaced it, don't think that that demon is dead and you relax. Then some people, they will act as if the devil is dead. They relax. Ah, I no longer have to pray the way I used to pray. I no longer have to fast the way I used to fast. They are acting as if they are dev- the devil, the demon is dead. The demon that the enemy was using to cause you problem, to attack you, child of God, is not dead, but it is misplaced. It has been taken out. It has been casted out. According to the book of Matthew, I want us to see, I want you to see this. Can you go to the book of Matthew chapter 12? Arabasokotorobo God, give us the grace that I may have time to give the word of God like I'm doing this Sunday. That most of the Sunday I may be giving the word of God in the altar like this. Hey, Matthew chapter 12, hallelujah. Say fire, yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Say, I am enjoying the word of God. I am enjoying the word of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you say, everything is turning around for my good? Everything is turning around for my good. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you read from verse number 43? The Bible says that when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says to itself, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with its seventh other spirit more wicked than itself. Then it goes and lives there, and the final condition of that person is worse than the first. 
Then this is Jesus Christ is, is talking about what happens when we cast out a spirit, when we win a battle in the spiritual warfare, that that demon is casted out. When it is casted out, that demon which was causing poverty, that demon which was causing unemployment, that demon which was causing sicknesses, that demon that the devil was using to cause problem. So that demon is casted out. But when it is casted out, it, did not, it was not dead. It goes to the desert place looking for place to stay. Looking for other place to stay and find that none. There is no way it can stay. They say, let me go and check the place where I've been casted, where it has been casted out. When it arrived at that place, it want to find out that the Jesus who casted it out is still there. It want to find out is Jesus Christ, the prayers that who casted it out, is it still there? Is this still fire or this child of God have now relaxed? Is there still fire? Is this child of God still praying the way he is so praying? Is this child of God still fasting the way he was fasting? Is this child of God still dedicated to the things of God the way he was dedicated the when there was looking for the miracle and find that ah this person have now relaxed this person now is no longer praying the way he was praying this child of God is no longer connected the way he was connected and the Bible says that demon does, does not just go and enter the Bible says it goes and call other demons which are more powerful than itself and say hey it has found a place to stay and invite those demons to enter that person so that the final condition can be worse than the former. That's why, child of God, when things are fine, when we are winning in the spirit, when we are victorious in the spirit, hey, we must not relax. We must make sure that the fire continue to burn. We must make sure that the prayers continue. We must make sure. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. So that when that demon tried to come back, it will find that uh, the Jesus who casted it out is still there. And that demon must wait until we go to heaven. Hallelujah. Anyway, we heard about the spiritual warfare this afternoon. Can you say, my day is blessed? My day is blessed. My day is blessed. Say, my family is blessed. My family is blessed. Say, my career is blessed. My career is blessed. Our countries are blessed. Say, everything is turning around for my good. Say, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Say, I will not die before my time. I will never be sick in my life. I will never be poor in my life. 
Say prosperity is mine. Favor is mine. Success is mine. Devil, take off your hands from my life, from my family, from my career, from our countries, from our everything. Say, I lose angels now. Angel, bring my harvest. My miracles, my testimony, my jobs, my money, my blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, so let there be progress in my life, in my family, in our country, in every sector of my life. Say miracle job. Miracle job. Miracle job. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Then this afternoon, there may be someone who wants to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Can you say, Lord Jesus Christ? Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. Protect me from today. Protect me from today. With your power. With the power of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. What a powerful time we are having in his presence and his glory. If there was someone who was doing that prayer for the first time, know that, yes, you are born again, you are saved, you are a child of the living God. Do yourself a favor, follow this profile. As we go live, you will have a notification and you become our prayer partner. Hallelujah. Amen. Our word of God partner. And, um, and wow, your life will never ever be the same. And I want to just remind us today is a Sunday. As today is a Sunday, uh, it's our day, a special day that if you, uh, which we remind each other and we practice giving. That you give unto the, the work of God. Because 
When you give unto the work of God, it's like you are connecting our substances to the anointing of the Holy Spirit that breaks the curse, that blesses, that multiplies. Then that exercise, we must do it. That's just a reminder. And after that, we encourage also to give to the needy, to give to the poor. As you do that, the Bible said that you will not lose our reward in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, as I was talking to you now, I just thought, okay, let me do my also my transaction. You know, you know, nowadays it's so easy. We use the banking app and you just send money. You have you have done whatever you ought to do. Wow, and you are done. Anyway, this afternoon, I just want us also to remind us um, tomorrow, we have said that we are starting with our five days prayer and fasting. This has nothing to do with September, month of September, or the month of August. This is just an emergency prayer and fasting, which is starting tomorrow until Friday. Anyway, let us share the grace this afternoon. Say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. Be with us all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Say, surely goodness and love. Surely goodness and love. Shall follow me. Shall follow me. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to say to us this afternoon, have a blessed and a wonderful day in the name of Jesus. Bye, bye, everybody. Have a blessed morning, day, and afternoon and night. Amen. Bye, bye. Bye. Bye.